Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome to the NFL Talking Heads Fantasy Football Podcast Show. Here are your hosts, Jeff Carrier and Seth Lowell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NFL Talking Heads Fantasy Football Podcast Show. I am your host, Jeff Carrier, and joining me, as usual, is Seth Lull, and back for another great episode. It has been a little while since we have recorded, Seth, but um, we have not forgotten about everyone. We're still here. It is a little bit of the offseason, so we have been working hard. We have a great announcement this episode, which I'll touch on in a second. Uh, but Seth, we're still in the midst of um, you know early NFL season. We're about to start training camp. Uh, what are you looking forward to in terms of storylines and you know any other camp battles? Well, I think the biggest thing in camp is these running back battles. I think that's always the most intriguing, especially for fantasy. Uh, you have Carry On Johnson, Legarrette Blunt, Theo Riddick. Yeah, that situation in Detroit. Um, I think the the most intriguing, though, and obviously Rashard Penny, um, we think he's going to be the clear-cut starter in Seattle, so that's maybe not as um, – doesn't have as much intrigue around it. But I think a really interesting one is uh, Green Bay with Ty Montgomery, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams. I don't think anybody really has a good idea, you know, in just in terms of who the guy to own at this point is. And, and this is going to work itself out between now and the the start of the season, but – as it stands right now, I mean, we, we try to, to rank these players. We try to put them in tiers. Like, we don't really know how to separate which ones to separate from the others. Um, Ty Montgomery came out of the gate gangbusters to start last season. He was a PPR machine um, and really looked like an absolute steal for, for those that got him in the draft. You had him on a couple teams. You were pretty happy with his production. Um, then he went down with the injury. Um, Aaron Jones came in. Overall, Aaron Jones probably played the best. Um, of all of them. And then Jamal Williams came in um, and did his thing in his rookie season. Um, Aaron Jones averaged 5.5 yards a carry, so he looked like the most efficient one. But Ty Montgomery is probably the most balanced running back, probably the best in the passing game. So I think there's a lot of intrigue with Green Bay because obviously in that offense, especially with the loss of, of Jordy Nelson, the running back is going to be extremely valuable. So I'm, I'm interested in how that's going to work itself out. You know, that's actually one of the, the uh, exact training camp battles that I was thinking of as well. Um, it's going to be very interesting. I think the, uh, the only thing with that is McCarthy has already kind of come out and said, well, we're going to be a running back committee. You know, is there going to be an opportunity for someone to kind of take the reins on the starting job if they do really well? And if there's other injuries, of course, um, but we already are like it should be anticipating a very difficult fantasy football situation in Green Bay. Um, but to your point, rookies, right? Rookies are going to be very important to keep an eye on. And don't necessarily look at what the coaches um, and the assistant coaches, positional coaches are saying about these rookies because they're going to be probably hyping them up. Uh, we see it year in and year out. We see it even with second, third-year receivers. We've seen it with Devontae Parker for several years. But keep a close eye 
on the actual tangible evidence that we can take away. Are they taking first team snaps? That's going to be very important when we hit preseason, but we'll worry about that when we get there. You know, is anyone having anything negative to say? Because this is typically not the time of the year where you're going to have any type of negative comments. But if there are any, that should be kind of red flags on a potential player. So those would be how that's how I would start looking at some of these rookies. I'm going to be very interested to see if Carryon Johnson, you know, looking like that he is going to be the number one, or is he going to be splitting carries with Blunt? Because we know Blunt's only going to be able to do so much. Although. It, one of those jobs might be goal line work, which is going to be very valuable. But, you know, does Rashard Penny actually take control of that starting job? Because then his value could go up even a little bit more. And I'm also <clears throat> kind of in line with that. I'm also interested to see how these 80, you know, how these situations work themselves out and how the ADPs um, kind of reflect that. Like, are they, how much these ADPs move with Carrion Johnson, with Darius Geis, with uh, potentially Sonny Michelle? Um, with obviously Rashard Penny, who right now is going to be the number one rookie running back probably taken um, outside of Saquon Barkley, obviously, um, because last year and we talked about this the other day last year, I think you always see these things that happen in the NFL. And then the next year, people kind of adjust. So last year we saw Kareem Hunt. We saw Alvin Kamara. We saw Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, all these rookie running backs just tear it up. And finish the season as as basically RB one slash RB twos. This is the only season, you know, in the rookie season where you can get these rookies at a rookie discount. You know, all those running backs we just mentioned are going to go in the top two rounds this year. Last year they were going, you know, two, three, four rounds and later. So uh, do people look at last year's the success that all those running backs had and say, you know what, I, I want to grab some of these guys maybe a little bit earlier. Um, than I normally would with rookies because of the upside that we've seen in years past, um, specifically last season. We're, you know, so the Rashard Pennies, the Carry On Johnson, we saw the upside and the success rookies can have right out the gate, right away. It's not like wide receivers. It's not like tight ends. And I think that they're still going late because they're rookies to an extent. Right, and and it's going to be tough to tell right now because we've seen, you know, the draft stock shoot up several rounds, you know, it happens every year. So what is that going to be? And with some of these certain rookies that you're talking about, you know, there wasn't the, either they were very high picks, extremely talented, um a la Christian McCaffrey, or they were in a very very good position and of course they were talented too like Kamara. Um but like Kareem Hunt, though, he had an injury. Would would that have been the same situation with Spencer Ware? I'm very skeptical about that. So I think that we need to, you know, remember that some of these situations uh, have an impact on that. Um, and also, you know, is that going to inflate? Because we're very reactionary people, right? Just That's just a natural thing. Very re- reactionary. So I think there might be a little bit of inflation there, but... You know, it's going to be come and wait and see, and we'll kind of approach that as we get a little bit closer and what we see start seeing with the ADPs. So, Seth, uh, in this episode, we are going to be doing two things. Uh, we're going to be doing a live mock draft. The mock draft is going on right now, so you guys are going to be getting in both our heads um, and how we're going to approach this draft. It's a 12-team PPR draft. It actually looks like there are... 12 live humans online right now. So we sh- I think we should get a little bit good sense of where p- 
people are going and where some of the reaches are, which we already have one, which I'm going to touch on in a second, and then I'll throw it to you, Seth. But the second half of the show, we're very excited to announce that our trade machine tool is complete. You know, I, Maybe I should have led with that, Seth, but our trade machine tool is done. It is live. You can go online right now at NFLTalkingHeads.com and check it out. Put in your players and who you want to trade. And we know it's a little bit early, but we were happy that we got it out so early in the season so we can tweak it and we're ready to go for the 2018 season. So after this, we're going to talk a little bit more about that and actually start throwing in some trades into the trade machine. So, um, Seth, let's see. I have the going back to the live mock draft. We're going to try and dissect on where some of these players are going. Some overvalued, undervalued players. The draft's kind of moving a little bit slow here, so we'll, um, you know, we'll try and dissect a lot of these picks. I have pick number four. Seth, you have pick number ten out of twelve teams. Now, of course, naturally, when I set up my top four, it's going to be Gurley, Zeke, and Bell are my top three. After that, I'm a little unsure on who my fourth is. So I lined up my I lined up my watch list with those three, and I'm thinking to myself, well, worst case scenario, I'll get Antonio Brown, you know, fourth. I think I could live with that in a PPR league. Well, who goes number two? Saquon Barkley. And this could very well happen. The hype train has left the station for Saquon. It is picking up. It is picking up momentum. It, it, we're still in June, folks. I mean. Yes, so Saquon Barkley could very well be a top five. Yep. So Saquon Barkley went two. That means somehow Le'Veon Bell falls to pick four, and that's why I like pick four a lot because there could be something crazy that kind of happens there. Um, and Seth, you and I took Le'Veon Bell four. Seth, you take it over while I try and make this pick here. Yep. So and then Antonio Brown went five. Then David Johnson, good value there. Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt at eight. Melvin Gordon at nine, and then. DeAndre Hopkins to yours truly at number 10. And this is where, and I, I love the receivers in the later rounds, which we'll talk about probably in another episode. Um, but it's too hard for me to pass up on Hopkins at 10. That's a steal. I mean, who takes Melvin Gordon ahead of Hopkins? Um, Fournette went after him. And then on the, at the 12, the turn, there was Odell Beckham and Julio taken back to back. Um, Michael Thomas went right before me and I grabbed Mike Evans. It was honestly between him and Dalvin Cook. I could not pass up on Mike Evans. I even took him over Keenan Allen. I think these, Mike Evans is going to have a big season this year. Um, we're going to see an uptick in those touchdowns. I think James Winston is going to have a monster season. Mike Evans is going to be the beneficiary. So uh, Jeff Christian McCaffrey went, then Dalvin Cook, then McCoy, then Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, and then your pick. Yeah, um, so I am uh, haven't been in the mock draft room in a while, so I didn't realize that someone on my watch list doesn't get selected. But I'm okay with the pick this early. There's, I think I really like the four spot because on the way back, I was choosing, I was going to choose A.J. Green and it ended up picking Devontae Freeman for me. So let's, let's just assume I picked Devontae Freeman. I think it's a solid pick. I get to go back-to-back PPR machine running backs, and I'm, I'm all set to go. You know, regardless if I got him or Green, I think they're very similar in value. I think both of them represent good value, even Freeman. I know a lot of people were still, you know, a little concerned with him and Tevin Coleman there, but he's the one who's getting the big contract. Tevin Coleman looks like he's going to exit after the season. Um, I think Tevin Coleman helps keep Devontae Freeman healthy for the most part. I think that offense in, as a whole took a, a back. Uh, 
went a little bit in reverse last year, you know, without Kyle Shanahan. So I expect them to to pick it up this year in season uh, year two under that offense, that new offense. So, um, your oh, and I and I think well, I think honestly, looking at this first round, I think this is a year where I think pick six and seven are great picks too because. I mean, you have the big three, Zeke, Le'Veon Bell, um, Todd Gurley, and then you have Antonio Brown, David Johnson, and then Saquon could easily jump into the first round, so and into that top five. So I think you and look at this kid this kid at number six, got David Johnson. That could easily happen. Antonio Brown could drop there. I mean, this first round is loaded this year. I don't think there's really a bad spot to pick. I got DeAndre Hopkins at ten. So Yeah. So on the way back. Let me let me give you my scenario here. I'm two picks away from my pick, and I've already seen a couple picks that I'm a little un, un, unhappy with, Set that we're going to be easily helping out our listeners as we get closer to draft time. But Joe Mixon just went one pick after Devontae Freeman. You can't do that. I like Joe Mixon. I'm actually, I think, a pro-Joe Mixon kind of guy. But you can't take him in front of A.J. Green and right after Devontae Freeman. I mean, I just feel like that's such a, such a drop in talent and value. And then the... First pick in the third round is Derrick Henry. I mean, this guy did enter a PPR um, March draft room. I don't know if he is aware of that or not. Um, so I'm not happy with both of those picks. I think those are both very poor picks. Um, and I know there's a lot of Derrick Henry supporters out there, but you know, me and you aren't one of them. So now I'm sitting on the clock, and all the tight ends are available. Early third round, you got to say, this is pretty good value for Gronkowski, according to the charts. But I'm still going to hold off because I still feel like it's it's just a little too early for me to take a tight end. And I, and I still rather take Kelsey. Uh, right now, the number one person I'm extremely happy to take, this is a slam dunk set. You knew, probably knew who I'm thinking of. In the third round, let's make sure this goes through. Doug Baldwin. I mean, yep. break that down because I know that you probably would make a similar pick. I think that's a great third round pick, especially when you have Le'Veon Bell and Freeman. You're set at the running back position. You have the upside with Bell. Doug Baldwin's gonna gonna bring his lunch pail to work every day. He's gonna bring his hard hat and he's gonna go to work. Um, he's gonna give you. He's gonna put up solid numbers every season. So I think that's a very good pick. Um, and the tight ends you talked about, I, I, I'm all for passing on Gronk there because this is the deepest the tight end position has ever been for fantasy. I mean, there might be 10 legitimate solid options if you count Trey Burton, Delaney Walker, Kyle Rudolph, um, potentially Jack Doyle. So I think this is a year when you can wait a little bit um, at the tight end position. So I like that. And let me real quick. I know you're you're up uh, next here, and you can give your breakdown. But if I had picked AJ Green, this is why everyone does mock drafts. Then the best available running back, which has not gone uh, one after me, would have been either Rashard Penny, Alex Collins, Darius Geis, according to these rankings. I much yeah. rather have Freeman and Baldwin. It's not even close. So I'm on the clock now. So I have two wide receivers, and this is where I start to look at position if all things are equal. I'm still in best available mode, but the best available receivers is Allen Robinson, Demarius Thomas, Smith-Schuster, Cooper. I'm not going to go uh, wide receiver here. I'm either going to go tight end. You just missed They're... out on Hilton and Diggs. That, that's a bummer. And, and I'm fine with that, though, because I have Hopkins and Evans. I have, I have Travis Kelsey. So I'm going between Travis Kelsey right now um, and way down the list for Sharp Penny. I'm not going to overthink this. I am going to grab myself some Travis Kelsey. 
There we go. Did I get him in? Now, of course. There we go. Now, of course, I have to go ahead and break it down because, you know, two seconds later, you know, we're like Rob Gronkowski a little early. Um, yeah, well, but, I, I just I just think that I, I, I would argue that Travis, I would rather have Travis Kelsey than Gronk. I, think I, I, would I would totally agree as well. But I think also the difference is the other players that just went, you know, that you that I could have had, which was Doug Baldwin, Tyree Kill, Josh Gordon, who I'm not a fan of. T.Y. Hilton and Stephon Diggs. That, that's a big difference than dropping all the way down to like a Rashad Penny, and, Allen and, Robinson. And, I, and I'm fine passing on those receivers because I got my two stud receivers in the first two rounds. And there's a lot of receivers that I like that are going to be going in rounds five to eight. Um, so I'm back on the clock here. Passing on Rashad Penny was tough. I would have loved to have him fall to me with this pick. Um, you know, but what are you going to do? You can't win them all. You gotta, I, you I know, think the fact gotta, that Rashard Penny is already going this early is is just a little bit to your point earlier in terms of these rookie running backs being really escalated. Yeah. So I, I'm in a tough situation here because I got some rookie running backs on the board. I have Mark Ingram who's going to be out four weeks. Um, part of me wants to take Mark Ingram here. I think what I'm going to do is I am going to I am going to take a sh- a chance on Carryon Johnson. And this is a, probably the toughest pick because it's either carry on Johnson or me taking someone like a Kenyon Drake. To me, there's just many as many question marks with Kenyon Drake as there is with carry on Johnson. So I'm going with Johnson. I could look back and that could be a questionable pick, but I need a running back. He's got upside. He should get the job. SEC guy. I like it. So here's my question, though. The reason I don't like that pick there, and I don't know where he was ranked. I didn't even see him. Um, just... Why not take Ronald Jones over him? I mean, I, I probably like Johnson a little bit better, but all, all things considered, situation, touches, you know, your thoughts on, on that, that comment? Yeah, and, and this I think might may, I might do something differently if it was later in the summer, but right now I just think I like carry on Johnson's town a little bit more. I think, it's, I think it's close. You're on the clock now, though. This is really tough. Now it's like I don't really love. I got, I got to remember we're in a twelve team league. I'm at the end of the fourth round, three quarters of the fourth round. I got Juju, Amari, Alshon Jeffrey. You know, I got Golden Tate. I'm kind of leaning towards right now. The PPR league, constant, just a constant ninety catch guy every year. Um, it, running backs. You know, Jai not a fan of again. Kenyon Drake, unknown. Sony Michelle, not sure. Mark Ingram. Kind of appealing, but maybe around too early. Rodgers and Watson's off the board. So I already got my two running backs, my studs and Bell and Freeman. So I got Baldwin and uh, Tate. And talk about just PPR machine league team I have. Yeah. So your team is very solid with Freeman, Baldwin, and Tate. You know what you're going to get. Um, me, I have a little bit more upside with, with headline with my, by Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, Kelsey, um, so our teams are a little bit different, but and, your and team, team that's going to show up every week. Yeah, I would say this is pretty typical of both of our drafts, right? Like mine is boring, and you're, I'm going to score in the like 80 percentile every week, and you're going to have to have a good week. You're the type of team that you know you could be number one score five weeks out of the year, and and you know lower score, and we could both end up with the same record. But um, that's why we break this down. There's many ways to create a team and put it together. So I'm back up. Juju goes. Ajayi, Mark. A couple of rough teams. In this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Hogan, Alshon Jeffrey, Royce Freeman. Um, I'm looking for Zach Ertz. He's already gone. So at that point, after Gronk, Kelsey, and Ertz, I basically just just sit and wait. I'm just going to sit and wait here. 
Uh, I'm really not liking this situation, but it's not pretty. It's not pretty. But you know what? Let's let's for the sake of this, let's go with Mark Ingram. I mean, I got to wait. Great, that's a great pick. I love that pick. I mean, this is going to be Mark Ingram. If he was if he wasn't missing the first four weeks of the season. He, he should be, based on what he did last year, he should be a second-round running back that you just got in the fifth round. So now while we're waiting for it to get to my pick, I mean, let's, let's just like for, for some comedic relief, let's look at a couple of these teams. This kid has rounds two through five, took McKinnon, Henry, Marvin Jones, and Chris Hogan. T- tell me where the upside is there. No um yeah, exactly. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, there are always going to be those one or two people in the league that, you know, just don't know what they're doing. We all have them. Oh. We all have them. So I, I want to talk about tight ends, too, because looking back, and this is why it's good to do mock drafts, because you can play out these scenarios, remember these scenarios, so you don't make the same mistakes. Looking back, I, I might have just taken Rashard Penny there and then taken a – because I'm in, I'm in line to get Evan Ingram to fall to me. You know, Greg Olson's still there. Um, some solid tight ends. Maybe I wait on Travis Kelsey and grab Rashard Penny. If he looks like more of the sure thing, um, not sure I would have I would have done that if I could go back, but it's definitely something I would take a closer look at. All right, I'm on the clock now, and the best available wide receiver is Amari Cooper, Jarvis Landry. I'm not blown away by any of them. I think I can get the the Robert Woods of the world uh, a little bit later. So I'm going to look at the running back, and oof, not pretty there either. Duke Johnston, Marlon Mack, Tariq Cohen, Lamar Miller. So you know what I'm going to do? I am going to go to the tight end, and I am going to take Evan Ingram for a few reasons. One, I can use him in the flex. Number two, it gives me some insurance for Travis Kelsey, injuries, bye weeks. And number three, I can use him as trade bait. He's got a lot of upside for PPR. Yeah, this is going to be interesting because one of the things that we really haven't done this year, Seth, is actually just have a podcast where we're actually just breaking down players. You have your opinion. I have mine. I'm a little skeptical on Evan Ingram this year and most certainly probably not drafting him right here. I just think that the team is completely different. Everything fell in his favor last year. Um, And so I'm going to be a little off of him, I think, this year, you know, at this point in June, but I'm going to be really excited to kind of really break that down and get into the debates. And one of the things that we've talked about is, is bringing someone else on to be a moderator to really let us kind of break down and debate some of these players. And I think that's going to be a good one. And here's the spot. Now I'm on the clock. This is a spot where there, there is no such thing as a pre pick. You just have to, you know, this is kind of a crapshoot to a certain extent. You have to go. Part of your decision-making has to be, Okay, what are my team needs? I need a, I need a running back. I'm going to take a chance on a Marlon Mack right here. 
who Andrew Luck should be back. He should be the starter. Um, and I can always pick up the backup later in the draft as an insurance policy. So I'm going to take Marlon Mack there. My two starting running backs are going to carry on Johnson Marlon Mack. Definitely definitely questionable. But. Definitely questionable. The plus side, though, with that is is it's very similar to the strategy that I had last year with the New England um, Patriots running backs. We kind of liked Gillis Lee, but we didn't really know. And, and he said, well, you know what? Why don't you just draft all three of them? Because they're in a good offense. They're going to score points. You don't know who it is, but the draft capital is pretty cheap. So, yeah, you get Marlon Mack. The thing with Indy is I'm going to be preaching a lot this this offseason, this you know preseason, is they have Frank Reich. He's from Philly. They're going to use all their backs, just like Philly. But can you get Marlon Mack and Jordan Wilkins for like a 6 and a 13th, 14th? I don't know. That's not too bad. You get the entire backfield to a good offense. I, I could get behind that. Yeah, sixth round for a potential starting running back with upside could could do worse. Yep. So sixth round, um, Brady and Wilson just went. Carson Wentz, uh, Newton, best available. So way too many quarterbacks for my liking. Way too many. Yeah. Um, I got Tevin Coleman on the board, who's a good, obviously a good handcuff. Um, but I think this is going to be fairly easy. This is a player that Seth and I are going to have trouble keeping in our pants this year. You guys going to hear us talk about him a lot. Uh, Mr. Robert Woods out in LA. This is this is one that I, you you just copy me on Robert Woods. He's he's always been my guy. I had him on my teams last year, and I you know we we talk about football too much. We talk about fantasy too much together. That um you just you know you tend to just copy my players. And now you like Robert Woods. I can't even see like you're, you're robbing Robert Woods for me in mock drafts now. I mean, I can only imagine what's going to happen when the season rolls around. See now, now he's my player because I'm that one actually taking him. You know, you took uh, Marlon Mack over him. So I'm these a- auctions, we're we're gonna be bidding against each other. Everybody else can at least be like, wait, whoa, why? Why do they both want Robert Woods? Maybe I should be getting in on the action. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pierre Garcon's up right now. I'm back on the clock. Kyle Rudolph went. Corey Davis, who I had on my watch list. Wolf Fuller, which I have no interest in. I I can't wait to break down some of these players that I just have zero Z E R O. As John Gruden would say, but you know what? I think here, Tevin Coleman or Pierre Garcon. I think I'm going to take Tevin Coleman because yeah. not only is he an RB two by himself, I then, I mean, I could start him and I handcuff him. I'm guaranteed, you know, uh, the starting running back from Atlanta. So I like that. And Pierre Garcon goes to pick right afterwards. So now we're in the middle of the seventh round. Seth, you're you're lining up some picks. You've got about every uh, – you've got two running backs, two wide receivers, and two tight ends. So you're pretty much flexible. You can kind of go in any direction. When do you start looking at QBs? Um, <clears throat> we're, still, we're still way too early because, you know, there's still too many. Like I love Cousins, Garoppolo, Stafford, Ryan Goff, Rivers. You know, I love the Rivers, Big Ben, Andrew Luck, Mahomes – so, so I got plenty of wide receivers. I mean, plenty of quarterbacks to choose from late. I don't need to take one here. I, honestly, right here I'm going to go running back because I don't have two sure things like you do. I got to kind of go by committee, take a few stabs at it, and hope um, I nail a couple of these. So I have Carlos Hyde. He's in Cleveland. They do have Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson. So I'm going to probably stay away from Carlos Hyde here. But there's Aaron Jones in um, in Green Bay. I'm going to keep an eye on him and Ronald Jones now. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Aaron Jones here, hoping that Ronald Jones falls to me on the turn because he's ranked lower. So hopefully he'll fall to me on the way back down. I'm gonna take Aaron Jones and hopefully 
I nail the Green Bay running back. I mean, last year, six carries of 20-plus yards. Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery combined for only two. So he's going to be the big play guy, probably the most talented. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hitch my wagon to Aaron Jones. So, all right, so Jordan Reed, Delaney Walker, Drew Brees. I'm, I'm rooting for Ronald Jones here. And then I'll have four running backs with upside that could all be starters, but all I really need is for two to be the starter week one. Carl's Hyde went. Thank you. They can, they can have him. I'm going to take my boy and yours, Ronald Jones. Yep, and I like Ronald Jones this year just simply based on the fact that he's going to get touches. Now, could he feel miserably like Paul Perkins? Well, absolutely. But at this point in the year, we're talking about a guy who's going to be guaranteed RB1 touches, around 15 touches a game, uh, can do a little bit of everything, not terrible at you know catching or, or whatnot. A lot of people have concerns about his running in between the tackles, which you know I would as well. But let's face it, we're in we're in the eighth round here, so I think that's good value. I think you could even consider him when I took Tevin Coleman as early as that. Uh, so right now, I have a fairly balanced, you know, four running backs, but one running back suspended for four weeks. One's kind of a handcuff, so I kind of still I'm, what I've been kind of looking at here, and I love to dive a little bit deeper into this in a, a different episode. Is but is this roster construction? You, you look at the team I have, and you say, okay, I kind of need a running back to fill the first four weeks, so I don't have to rely on Tevin Coleman, who's kind of that 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 play and dump kind of guy. Uh, so I have a few of those in my in my lineup, but I really don't mind this tight end in the eighth round, end of the eighth round, Trey Burton. If I didn't get him, I probably would have waited a lot longer for a tight end, but. Knowing that he's right now the the go-to tight end in a Matt Nagy offense coming from Kansas City who had Travis Kelsey, he goes to Chicago and trades for Trey Burton, or he signs him specifically. This is like one of the first moves he does. I like that. So I bring in Trey Burton. He's my tight end. Now um, looking at Ty Montgomery, Garrett Blunt to kind of fill that early I think Ty Montgomery is going to have a role no matter who's kind of the early down back in Green Bay because of the we're in a PPR format here now in a PPR format a non-PPR format I don't really like Ty Montgomery but in a PPR format I do like him um, to an extent a couple other wide receivers that are on the board is Jordy man is his um, just value just completely falling off the map um you know, at this stage, ninth round wouldn't be terrible. Jameson Crowder, Devontae Parker, Marquise Goodwin. You're you're taking a stab at all these people. Um, Alan Hearns, Sterling Shepard. This might be an area where I start considering someone like a DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. You know what? Let's do that. Let's do that, Seth. I'm going to go Calvin Ridley if I can get this in on time. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like that pick here. I think there's too many good good receivers that that, that would maybe not as much upside as Calvin Ridley because he's a rookie. But you know, somebody like um, a Robbie upside? Anderson. Yeah, uh, well, Robbie I, Anderson. I, I, think, I think no, I think Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley has has higher higher upside than a lot of these players that are available. But I think he's he's you know it's definitely a bigger question mark. You ended up taking Jared Goff, by the way. The computer. So you know, no. you, can't, you, you can't even you can't even handle a mock draft. You, that's, that's why we do these mock drafts, though, because you're, you're clearly not in midseason form. 
I am deaf. I'm so far out of midseason form. You got to do March drafts when at at all scenarios. Like you got to be in the middle of like your niece's birthday party, and you're sitting in the yep. corner, and someone's like, hey, "What are you doing over there?" I'm like, "I'm doing all a right. March draft." Oh, why? Because <laughs> you yep. got you got distraction. Right. You got kids running over to you, and then once you can start nailing down the the niece's birthday party March draft, you're all set to go. All set to go. Ty Montgomery just win. I, I really like Robbie Anderson here. Um, their quarterback situation should be a little bit better. It was solid with Josh McCown he, last year. Isn't but... he going to be suspended? Hmm. Did not know that. Well, yeah, dude. You know he's like, do... yeah, like arrested uh, like 10 times. Maybe well, just, you know what? Once. I'm not sure. But... I, I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch to Alan Hearns here, and this is, this is probably a bad pick. Um, no, actually, I like but that he, pick. Um, but he's, gonna, he's probably going to be the number one receiver in Dallas, albeit an offense that doesn't throw the ball down the field. But um, I don't know. I, I think at this point in the draft, you know, I already have my starting two receivers take a flyer in Hearns. I like Hearns. I, I mean, he's going to be the number one. He's going to be running all the routes out there. His, you know, on-field route percentage, you know, is going to be probably in the per game at least 80%, I would have to think. And so, and this is where, and this is where you start taking shots at handcuffs and depth. Um, this is where I also start look. I look at quarterbacks. Now, the best quarterback available is, is Garoppolo. I'm not as high on Garoppolo as most people, and there's still Rivers, Luck, Big Ben, Mahomes, and Winston, who I'm really high on this year. Um, but I'm going to take... Who also might get suspended. You hear oh. that? For something that happened in 2016. And Jimmy and the computer just took Jimmy Garoppolo while I was talking to you. So so we, we each have... The, the computer each took a quarterback for both of us. <laughs> We're even now. So, so you're not in midseason form either. I know, no. Uh, See, you know, I was but, just going to pretend defense, I had Kevin Ridley. In our defense, we're trying to run a podcast here and do a mock draft. I mean, it's this is multitasking at, at its finest. Well, not its finest because we're not doing a great job at it. Nope. Oh, and all of a sudden it turned me on auto-draft because of my last pick. So anyhow, <laughs> we got through 10 rounds. I think everyone kind of gets the point at this at this scenario. Uh, we're going to do some more more accurate in-depth ones later on. We'll be breaking down, obviously, players. We'll be doing tiers. We'll be doing players to target in the second and third rounds. We'll be doing players to target after the sixth round. Wide receivers to fill if you need early week access. Players to get as gems for stash and holds. I mean, the the list is going to go on and on. I'm excited for it. Uh, one of the things that Seth and I have discussed that I believe we're going to be doing is we'll be releasing a 10 to 12-part episode on preparing for the draft every little step just as i described there and many more and a one day release a la netflix style set do you think we could do that i think we yeah i definitely think we could <laughs> i mean like could we actually pull it off i mean i know we could do it but can we pull it off uh i think it i think it's possible yeah, so we're looking forward to it. One day, you guys are going to get all the information that you guys need. You can download and binge it, and then that's it. You're done with us. I don't know. Uh, but Seth, I think we need to turn the turn the, the clock, the turn our attention to the trade analyzer, the trade machine, as we're calling it. Actually, it has a few names. I, I don't really know what I'm dubbing it yet, but it's a trade machine tool. It's on our website. Go to nfltalkingheads.com. You'll see it there on the homepage. You can click right to it. And before we start throwing some trades in there, Seth, kind of break down how it works. It's very simple, but just you know the, the process of using it, how people should be using it, um, any other news and notes on that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really simple. I mean, I know I, in the past I have gone on ESPN and used the um, trade tool for, for the NBA. You know, you play around, pick players, see if the, you know, the trade works out. Um, ours is a little – we take it a step further. You go in and – because trades is such a big part of fantasy football. Everyone's always asking about trades. Um, so you go to our website. There is your team and then your opponent's team. You plug the players in that you're trading away. You plug the players in that you're receiving – that your opponent is trading away to you. Um, and then you, you click a button that says compare and it'll, it'll say, you know, plus 10 or plus 20. Anything in the plus means, you know, that's good. means you're probably getting the better end of the deal. Anything in the negatives means, you know, you should probably take a closer look at it. You're, you're, you may be giving away too much value. Your opponent is essentially winning the trade. And depending on, on how you know how much you are into the plus or how much you are into the negatives, the higher the negative, the worse the trade is for you, and the higher the plus, the, the better it is for you. Um, so obviously, other things you got to take into account, um, you know, roster construction, um, you know, team needs, um, you know, all all that keepers, you know, value and all that. Um, so then that that goes without saying. But for the most part, it should give you a good idea on whether or not it's a good trade or not. Right. And right now, though, in terms of actually what it's able to to, to give you an accurate score on, it, it's it's one QB PPR leagues, which it says it right there on the website. It's one QB PPR league. So I don't know if you just happen to say dynasty or not, but it's not a dynasty you know, sense where someone like Rashard Penny is going to be through the roof or Saquon Barkley is really like a top three value. It's, it's redraft, one QB PPR leagues. And we hope that obviously you'll be utilizing this to kind of figure out, generate ideas on players you want to target. Because how many times do you, you know, you're, you're in week two, week three, and you're like, I would really love to get this player. You know, Kareem Hunt has blown up. How can I get him? You go in here and at least start getting the framework of, of the players you're going to need to get. And of course, when players send you a trade, you put it in here, it looks terrible. You know, in terms of the numbers, in terms of the value, take a screenshot and send it back to them. Say, hey, hop onto this website, get a little bit closer, and then we can start talking. And hopefully leagues, commissioners will put a link to this, you know, um, in their league message boards. Use this as somewhat of a general tool to get you guys all on the same page. Because one of the things that you want to do as a league commissioner, as a league, you want to be active. You want to be communicating. You want to be engaged. Trades allow you to do that. But what is worse than never being able to do a trade with someone? It just your your league and your communication with that player becomes silent, becomes dormant. So that will open that up a little bit and hopefully get some people closer. Everyone's gonna value players differently. This is Seth and I's value. And you know, we've helped a lot of people win some championships last year, including ourselves. So Seth, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Throw me a trade. Um, and I'll plug it in here into the trade machine, which by the way, when you put the players in, it takes a millisecond. It just it spits it back in a millisecond. super quick. And this is also a really good tool to use. So if you propose a trade to somebody and they go, you know, that trade is garbage, you know, no way Todd Gurley is worth, worth way more than that. You can say, well, okay, you don't have to do the trade. That's your, your prerogative. But this trade is very fair. You know, how we have to be close because this trade tool says that it's a plus 10 for you and you need depth. You need wide receivers. So you can kind of help justify it. Part of, of the art of trading is being able to sell the person you're trading with on the trade. You got to be, you got to be a salesperson. Um, you got to be able to tell them why the trade is good for them. 
Um, so, anyways, let, let's let's pick up a player because um, a lot of trades, you know, people want to trade for the studs, the Todd Gurley's, the Zeke Elliott's, Le'Veon Bell's, and they're so hard to acquire with with good reason. So let's start with that. Let's let's pick somebody like a. Um, let's start with Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. You have Ezekiel Elliott on your team, okay? All right, I'm gonna plug this in, Seth, while you go. So, okay, I got Ezekiel Elliott. Yep, and, and we'll play this out. I'm gonna do a. Um, we're gonna we're gonna try a three for one. We'll, we'll we'll throw in a player with Zeke. Let's let's throw in like a, a um a throw in. Um, let's pick somebody like a, a Kenny Galladay, somebody who's gonna enter the season third on the depth chart for the Lions. Um, was a rookie last season, so he's got a little bit of upside, but obviously he's a throw in. Okay. Um, and then let let's pick. Um, so so you you are um. So I've got you, Zeke and Kenny Galladay. I've got that yep. put in on my on my team on the trade analyzer. Yep. And I'm offering I'm going to offer you Golden Tate, and I'm going to say, hey, you have Kenny Galladay. I'll take him, but I'm Golden Tate, who's the number one receiver. So start with Golden Tate. Okay. Obviously, you need a running back. You're going to downgrade at running back. Um, I am going to give you Rashard Penny. I'm going to be very interested in seeing how this comes out here. My gut feeling is. You don't want to do this, is my gut feeling. Um, but but I'm still I'm, I'm going to pick one more player. Oh, I just, gonna, oh, <laughs> I was just all right. So all right, anyways, this is good though. So all right, let, let me just show you what happened. I guess I I didn't. I guess I should have known that you were going to give me one more player. It says negative forty two, negative forty two in the trade machine. Now it gives meaning, you a, meaning you should not trade Ezekiel Elliott for that package, right? As Seth mentioned, and we should probably put a little chart on this on the site, but it does give you a little blurb, which is hold up anything over negative ten, you're likely not in your favor. Do anything to you know whatever anything over negative twenty. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anything over negative twenty and plus twenty is complete like slam dunks in either direction. You know, so this is Me- like- meaning me- meaning it doesn't meaning obviously you got to take into account if you need running backs, you might be willing to overpay to acquire a running back to fill a crucial need on your team. But if it's negative twenty or negative thirty, it's not worth filling that hole because you're giving up so much value. It gets to a point where you're giving up too much value, it's not worth it. And you need to consider other options. Um, I was going to add a third player because obviously you're you're downgrading significantly at the running back position, and that running back that you're downgrading from is a top three guy. Um, you're giving up Galladay, who's you know is you know basically a throw-in, and you're getting Golden Tate um, and Rashard Penny. So clearly that's not enough. Now why don't you add a player? So this is this is a good practice. So you'd come back and say, nope. That's that's not very close at all. And I say, okay, 
how about I add in a Brandon Cooks, another receiver who's he's not an, he's not a wide receiver one. At best, he might be a wide receiver two. Um, so add in Brandon Cooks to that same trade. You know, I think this is a good example here. Um, I think this is a, this is a good example. So I just plugged in Brandon Cooks. So let's just recap real quick: Ezekiel Elliott, Kenny Galladay. Mostly, you're training for Ezekiel Elliott. On the other side, you have Golden Tate, Rashard Penny, and Brandon Cooks. Now, you're not getting an elite player back, but the person is basically willing to trade you a three-for-one, and you're kind of throwing a, a toss in. How many times do we see this type of trade? I, I, th- I think a lot. I think this is a very accurate trade. It, the trade this, this is a very this is this is not this is not a terrible offer for for Zeke because it depends on the on the your your roster. Because if you if you could only start two wide receivers and maybe one flex, then it's not worth giving up Zeke for that collection of of average players. But you and I, Jeff, are in several leagues where we have to start three wide receivers and two flex, and depth is crucial. And in this case, you would have Golden Tate would be a guaranteed starter. Um, Brandon Cooks would be a guaranteed starter. So, and Rashard Penny would be a guaranteed starter. So, in that case, maybe you do that trade to if if you're lacking in depth and you give up a player like Zeke to get three really good players. Um, but but it, the trade it, but the trade analyzer tool does come back at negative fifteen, which you know is is in the you know it's definitely out of your favor. And at that point, you're going to have to consider all the things that Seth just mentioned. So negative 15, I think that's a pretty accurate um, – I think it's a very solid offer. It's a little short. Uh, but if, you, if you're if you in a situation where you have injuries and you need depth, then it might be one that you might consider. Yep. But most likely not, I guess. Most likely not. And the score is negative 15, so I think that's a pretty good score. I like that. Um, give me another one here, and I'm going to empty these fields. Okay, l- let's pick a couple um, high upside, sexy, you know, kind of players that are getting a lot of high up. Let's go with Kareem Hunt coming off a stellar rookie rookie campaign. So we'll say you have Kareem Hunt. You probably got him in the, you know, the beginning of the second round. And then let's go, or you know, eighth player overall in the one we just did. Or eighth overall, apparently. But then Hopkins did follow me at 10. So not all drafts are going to shake out that way. Right. So let's say, and then let's say Josh Gordon. This, you know, I, I, w- I want Kareem Hunt and I want Josh Gordon. I think Josh Gordon is going to have um, a, a breakout season, you know, go back to what he was a few years ago. I, I don't really think that. I'm just kind of playing uh, playing the role of the person that's trading for those two. So I want Kareem Hunt and Josh Gordon. I am going to offer you, you, you getting ready to plug these in? Okay, so you're going to offer me, yep, I got Kareem Hunt, I got Josh Gordon. I'm ready to trade you Josh Gordon for anything, you know that. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to give I'm going to give you Devontae Freeman, slight downgrade from Kareem Hunt. Yep. Devontae Freeman, and then it's going to be a 2 for 2. I'm going to give you Devontae Freeman and I'm going to give you Travis Kelsey because you need a tight end. So here's your tight end. I have Evan Ingram as my backup tight end. I'm going to give you Travis Kelsey cuz I can afford to. Um, you're filling a much needed hole at the tight end position with the arguably the best tight end in the game. And you're just downgrading slightly at the running back position. Um, and you're just giving me Josh, Josh Gordon. Hmm. I feel like on the surface, you know, I haven't put, I haven't put in every single scenario, so I don't really know how this comes out. You do, like, this, trade in a, you do this trade in a heartbeat if you have Hunt and Gordon. I, I think this, so, but I guess you're too, too sure of a thing. If you have getting Freeman and Kelsey, that's a, that's a slam dunk. You know what you're getting. You do the trade. Well, 
but you are giving away Gordon, who has a lot of value, and I think that's where the trade machine comes in. Yep, and says negative eleven. So, what are your thoughts there? Hmm. I, I mean, personal preference plays a big role in this, obviously, because aside from you know what you know rosters. A lot of people like Gordon. What, I think a lot of people would be like, no, I, why would I, I trade Gordon? No, I, I like Gordon too. But the way I look at it is, I would much rather have Kelsey, considering he's a tight end, than Gordon. I think, to, you know, I think Travis Kelsey, and he's much safer. Travis Kelsey is significantly, I mean, I don't know if I, I want to throw the significantly word around to, you know, with, with Kelsey and Gordon, because they both could be good, both of upside. I would rather have Kelsey. He's head and shoulders above and maybe Gordon. This is and then, and then tr- Freeman and Hunt, I mean, Spencer Ware is probably going to be back. I mean, Kareem Hunt. You you talk about you know who was the running back you were talking about with things breaking perfectly for last last season. I mean that was that was Hunt. I mean it could have not have gone any better for Kareem Hunt last season. I think it, there's a chance he regresses a little bit. I, I don't know if he was going to get the touches that he had last year. So I mean he probably will, but there's a lot of variables you have to consider. A new quarterback, um, Spencer Ware coming back. Um, and Devonte Freeman is is going to do his thing. He's been doing his thing, you know, the last three years. He's very solid. He's going to get touchdowns. He's going to be in a good offense, and you get the best tight end in the game. I, I mean, I think it's close, but I think you do the trade. I mean, it, it is pretty close. It's negative eleven, right? And on the most part, on the surface, I think I agree with most of your points um, because I'm not a big Josh Gordon fan. But just looking at our mock draft, and I'm going to like when this is actually in midseason because we're going to have more of a true value of what these people are actually performing. Right now, we're just we're you know we're we're trying to go off of last year, we're trying to go off of this year, we're trying to go off the ADP. There's a lot of stuff to to factor in. Um, but let's let, just by looking at the draft, Seth, I think the trade tool trade machine tool is actually more accurate than we are because. Kareem Hunt just went before Devontae Freeman, okay? Josh Gordon just went before Travis Kelsey. Why are you doing that trade? This might be an opportunity where you put it in and you're like, oh, you know what, I'll do that, but confirm it here, and then you might be able to actually squeeze something out out of the opponent and say, you know what, the trade machine tool says negative 11. Do you think you could throw me Kenny Galladay and make this even? And then you are already on board with doing it. You thought it was close enough. You don't like Josh Gordon. Then maybe you can actually utilize it to squeeze more out of your opponent. That's an idea. I think I'm on the same page with you, but I also think that the way that the values are set up and where these people are going in the draft, this is probably quite accurate. Yeah, I guess it all comes down to how big of a downgrade you think Kareem, you know, going from Kareem Hunt to Devontae uh, Freeman is. I mean, I think you're clearly giving up a lot of upside with Kareem Hunt. Um, he's coming off, obviously, a really good season. He 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 leads Devontae Freeman in nearly every category. Catches, yards, touchdowns. Um, Freeman missed, missed two games, so you can factor that in. Um, if you're getting the Freeman that, you know, if you're getting the 2015 or 2016 Devontae Freeman, you probably do that trade. So... I think if you think it's a significant downgrade, then of course it's not worth giving up Josh Gordon to get Travis Kelsey. There's a lot of things too. Like what, what? What if you're starting? You know, what if you're starting George Kittle's? What if you're starting Jack Doyle at tight end, and you can go from that to Travis Kelsey? What if you already have a lot of wide receivers? So you know, it might be worth downgrading to Freeman to upgrade from Jack Doyle to Travis Kelsey. I mean, there's a lot of things like that. But I think the bottom line is I think it's fairly close. Um, but I think a solid argument can be made for both sides. 
Yeah, and of course you have to look at your entire team, which you know this is just looking at the players that are in the trade. You know, there's no way to to say, okay, well, you know, you get your George Kittle, he's worth this X amount of value. You're going up against you know this many more points per week. You know, there's that's that's not happening right now. So, uh, all right, Seth, give me one more here, and um, I think that was a good one. Okay, let's go with um, let's go with a wide receiver here. All right, let's let's pick. And I keep picking all these studs, all right? Let's go. It's too hard not to. Let's go with let's go with someone like an A.J. Green because A.J. Green is somebody that has been, and this would be a good way to measure Green's value because a lot of people are sleeping on Green. Green went, what, the end of the second round in our mock draft? Yeah. I mean, I tried to and, pick and, him and I picked Freeman, but I was actually happy I didn't. So end, end of the second round in a 12-man league. Jeez. And let's put, you know, let's let's say, so you have A.J. Green, and I'm going to offer you, um, as part of the package, Robert Woods. We both are very high on Robert Woods. We both, very like, sol- we both like Green, so, okay, let's see how this turns out. So, all right, so I'm going to offer you Robert Woods. Let's see if you can find another way to disagree with the trade tool. Yep, I'm going to I'm gonna do a two-for-one. I am going to offer you a Robert Woods, Derrick Henry package. I'm going to give you two... Above average fantasy players, very solid, respectable, not studs. But A.J. Green is apparently not as hot of a commodity as he has been in years past. Um, so I, I think that's a very, a very on the surface, a very fair trade. At least it's in the ballpark. It's a good first offer. Yeah, and I keep saying it again and again, but the more you, you know, quote-unquote, offer me these trades, you know, as we kind of just play around here, it puts me in this perspective of like, oh, man, I just don't like Derrick Henry. I just don't care about him. I can't wait to talk on the podcast on how much to avoid him this year, especially on where he's going. But did he not just go the first pick in the third round? So there's clearly value there. You know, obviously we need to have our own values that we can and- predict bus and whatnot, but I think sometimes... I think you're being too hard on Derrick Henry. I mean, you, you always bring up this PPR thing, which, of course, if you're in a PPR league, you want running backs that can catch the ball. But let's face it, everybody was dying for Derrick Henry to take over the starting job and wanted DeMarco Murray to go away. Now he's the starter uh, coming off the, a great collegiate career at Alabama. I mean, he's got talent as a runner. They, I think the biggest knock against Henry is they added Deion Lewis. And as New England fans, we saw what Deion Lewis can do if given the opportunities. So... So let's see how this trade shakes out. So would you do this trade? I would say definitely not. But my next point was going to be, I think this is going to be another great tool to just give me a perspective or an objective number. Because I can't objectively look at Derrick Henry. I, I just can't do it. You know, where other people can't objectively look at Robert Woods. They can't do it. So put it in here. Okay. Negative five. Okay. Close trade for both parties, slightly against you. You're going to want to consider your team needs, capabilities, yep. and your gut feeling and personal preference is what it says. Okay. That's probably accurate. Um, on the surface, I would have guessed a lot different. It looked a lot worse, but in reality, I am getting an RB1 who's probably going to get touchdowns, and Robert Woods, to me, is still the team's best wide receiver over Brandon. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you are hurting at the running back position, this isn't a terrible trade. I also think, though, you, you hold on to green. I agree. So so what, then what if I said, what if you said, okay, I, I'm, I'm not quite there yet. I don't want to give up green. We're, we're close to an extent, but we're, we're not there yet. And I say, okay, well, I also have Deion Lewis on my roster. 
um, to have the pick as the handcuff because I have Derrick Henry. So I'll throw Deion Lewis in here. Uh, you're guaranteed to get the starter, and you get Robert Woods. Well, that changes things because now I know whatever happens out in Tennessee, I can start a guy. And if one's hurt or one's, you know, obviously having a better week, this happens all the time. Green Bay had three really good running backs for the course of the year. I think that does change things a lot. Let's see what the trade analyzer tool says. It says plus 20. That is a big difference. You're throwing in a guy who's probably getting, let's see where he got drafted. My guess is in the top six or seven rounds, right? Yep. So, I, I mean, yeah. So this would say, yeah, do that's just too much value for A.J. Green. And there's also a chance, too, that Deion Lewis and Henry could both be startable at the same time. Because I think they, they actually complement each other really well. I don't necessarily think it's a, a, a scenario where you, you would have Deion Lewis just as the handcuff to Henry. Henry's going to probably be the goal line guy. He's going to get the carries on the early downs. Deion Lewis is going to be is going to come in to spell him from time to time. He's going to probably be the third down back. He's versatile, as we saw in New England. So I think if you're in a pinch on bye weeks and you need to start two running backs, you know, I think you could you could play both of them at the same time if you had to. So it gives you that lineup flexibility. Yep. First, and, and again, you have Robert Woods that you're getting. So you're downgrading to Woods, but you and I both love Robert Woods. Yeah, so I like that. Um all right, so I mean, there's a couple examples. I think there's a couple ways to think about it. We're we're excited that it is out. It's available. It's free. I mean, what, did we mention that, Seth? That um, you know, we're not trying yep, to it's free. we're not trying to collect any money or collect even emails um or anything like that. So just go ahead, play with it. Um, send us some feedback. You know, um, there's a good chance that there's some wonky things in there. Maybe, maybe not. We've uh, put some good time and effort um into we'll, it we'll do a lot of we'll do a lot of adjusting and it's it's still june you know we're not even into we're not even to the july july 4th yet so we are going to be doing a lot of work to this making some adjustments as we will during the season as you know we on a week-to-week basis as player stocks go up and down we're going to adjust the trade tool accordingly to make it as accurate as possible yep and if you guys want to get alerts on when those updates kind of go out just sign up for our newsletter at the bottom of the website um and you know if you guys have some time Give us a review on, on iTunes. Uh, we always appreciate that. Always need that. Um, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at NFL Talking Heads. Uh, pretty easy to find. You can also join our Talking Heads Nation and supporting the show and get our draft kit um, at TalkingHeadsNation.com. So it's as simple as that. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We are the NFL Talking Heads. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the NFL Talking Heads Fantasy Football Podcast Show. Try saying that three times fast. With your hosts, Jeff Carrier and Seth Lowe. We'll catch you next time.